Hello and welcome to another episode of the Just Some Magic podcast. I am your host Morgan and here on Just Some Magic we like to share people's most magical moments in and out of the theme parks. So whether you're counting it down your days till your next vacation or you're on your way to work wishing to be going to a more magical place, this is the podcast for you. In honor of Run Disney Princess weekend registration coming up in a couple of days, I thought it'd be so much fun to have a guest come on and share a amazing story from Run Disney Princess Weekend. Today's guest is Michael and he is an avid Disney runner and has an amazing story to share with you guys today. If you guys are new to the show, we have episodes every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so you never miss a single episode. And last but not least, if you have a magical moment that you would like to share, please go to justsomemagic.com and click on the share your magic button. I can't wait to read all of your stories. But now, on with the show. to have this guest on. I saw his Instagram and I felt his energy and I was just had to get him on the show. Today we have Michael. Hi, Michael. How are you today? I am doing great. I have a whole week off and I am ready to relax a little bit and do some Disney and talk to you. Yes, I, I seriously appreciate you doing this. You're actually on vacation right now, like the start of your vacation. Yeah, 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 I am. I'm enjoying a day at the beach and then Disney tomorrow. Oh, that's so much fun. But do you want to give us a little teaser about your magical moment in your story today? Yeah, so uh, I know that you've had some guests before talk about Run Disney and Run Disney is a big part of my life. As many Disney fans know, like it's easy to get obsessed with things and I did with Run Disney, but then I had a really unexpected finish line moment that has uh, introduced me to a lot of people. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about. But I'm going to save details for later. I'm so excited for everybody to hear your story. But before we get into questions, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background of Run Disney and what got you into it? My background of Run Disney is kind of a similar thing with getting into uh, running. Uh, I, I mean, you know, lots of people were into Disney, you know, our whole lives because of the movies we watched as kids, but I hadn't actually been to the parks in a long time. I also was not really a distance runner. Uh, and over the course of like a short time frame, just a whole confluence of events, I ended up training for my first marathon and really loved it while I was training. And I decided while doing that, that I wanted to sign up for my second marathon. And I was like, you know what? I haven't been to Disney World in decades. I mean, I think the last time I'd gone, I was eight. And so I decided I'm going to go two months after my first marathon, I'm going to do the Walt Disney World Marathon. Uh, I found that that was a thing. I didn't know Run Disney was the thing that it is. It just, it was like, oh, cool. There's a marathon in Disney World. I guess I'll go do that. (laughs) (laughs) That was January, 2016. And can you tell everybody for people that don't know how long? Like what is the distance for a marathon? (laughs) That is a good point. I forget that that's not common knowledge. Uh, (laughs) 26.2 miles is uh, a full marathon. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, And it is actually my favorite distance to run. Um, I've, I think at this point I've actually done more full marathons than I have any of the other distances lower than it. I just 
I really love being out there for that long. That is impressive. Um, which is not a thing that everybody relates to. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say most people are like, okay, we'll start with a 5K and then, you know, work up to 10K and then a half. And then if we're feeling really like ambitious, then we'll eventually get up to a marathon. And that's funny that that is your favorite. Have you done a dopey challenge? And if so, could do you want to explain it for those that don't know? Uh, I have. Like, like I was mentioning before, I did the marathon weekend and I didn't know Run Disney is what it is. I didn't know that they have the very various challenges. And um, I do believe you have spoken before on the podcast about some of the challenges that Run Disney has, which is uh, 10K and half marathon in one weekend. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, they only have a full marathon distance and marathon weekend in January in Walt Disney World. And so they use the opportunity to have a while ago, they introduced the Goofy Challenge, which was if you did the half marathon and full marathon in back to back days. Uh, and then a few years after they introduced that, they also introduced the Dopey Challenge because you had to go further than being goofy. Uh, and that's a 5K, 10K, <laughs> half marathon, and full marathon in four days in sequence. And uh, I've done, four, let's see, I've done that 2017, 2018, 2019, and uh, 2020. And so 2021 was the virtual year. So that was the break in sequence for me. And you did the virtual ones during 2020? I signed up for it. But honestly, COVID had me just uh, unmotivated for the first time in like about six years. I lost my fitness. So I've lately been basically working from scratch for the first time since I started marathoning. Um, and it's going well, but I didn't really earn that that final marathon medal uh, this year. And I will confess that in public. <laughs> Be honest oh. about it. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. You, you know, you said you're starting from scratch right now. Now, what was that like when you're doing all these marathons, you know, year after year after year, how is your training different than someone starting from scratch? Like, was it just, oh, I'd roll out of bed, wake up, do a half marathon, no big deal. Or are you still training maybe not as hard as a normal person starting from scratch? Or you tell us a little about, I'm curious, I'm personally curious to know about your training. Yeah. So there is a certain level of baseline fitness you pick up over time where your body just kind of knows what it's like to, to do a certain distance. You have a sort of weekly mile mileage that your body's accustomed to. And so, um, you know, if I were, I, so I'm also a certified running coach now. I, I, that is something productive I did for myself during uh, the pandemic. Uh, nice. And if I were training somebody from scratch, it'd be like, okay, if you're doing nothing, we have to take some time to get you some baseline fitness up. Then, you know, we might have a 16, 18, 22 week based on kind of what your fitness level is like a training program that goes over the course of that time, just for you to be ready to do that distance. For me, it, like when I was in my normal training phase, it kind of depended on, do I want to race a marathon for time or do I just want to enjoy myself? And most of the time, I just want to enjoy myself. And to mm -hmm. enjoy myself, I really was kind of at the point where I felt like I could probably do that distance, maybe not wisely, about every other week uh, if I wanted to. And I say Whoa. that because in 2019, and I'm lucky I picked the year I did, I actually did do, as a personal goal, I did one full marathon every month over the course of 2019. Whoa. Okay. How <laughs> fast can you do those? Or are you, you don't have to, do you, do you feel comfortable sharing? Is that like a personal thing? I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I don't want to do that thing where people can, uh, they can get the impression of like false modesty. And I kind of, I know exactly where I stand, right? So Okay, uh, okay. So compared to most people, I am considered a fast runner, but also there are people who are, to me, faster than I could ever dream to be on their easy days, you know, so it, it's all relative. Oh, okay. And that's one, some of, one of the things I love about running is how encouraging the community is. And the Run Disney community is mm -hmm. very big about this. It's just, it's so encouraging and welcoming. It's like, if you do the distance, you did just as many miles as I did. And mm -hmm. that's all that really matters, whether it's a walk, run, mix, whatever, right? So I don't want to... So I, I have to preface all of that. Um, but like my personal best marathon was during that ma marathon a month period. And it was before an injury. And I wasn't even 
racing it. I was doing it as like a fun training run and that was 313. So Ooh. that's a little over seven minute miles. Um, oh but like, my gosh. But my target, I hope to break <laughs> three hours for a marathon sometime in the next year. And that's 652 a mile uh, is that three hour cutoff. I have it like firmly ingrained in my brain because it's been a goal for a while. But I think for me, when I'm in shape, doing well, a comfortable, fun marathon pace where I'm just kind of hanging out is about a 330 or so, 330 to 335. Uh, and that's kind of eight minute mile range. My mind is literally blown <laughs> right now. I'm literally thinking you're a superhero right now for doing because I'm very in the very early stages and kind of backtracked a bit because, you know, the pandemic and everything of getting into run Disney and marathons or I did half marathon. Let me back, backtrack <laughs> there a bit. But I just think that is so incredibly wild that you were able to do all of that and do it so often. You like you said, the Run Disney community and the running community is so welcoming. And while you're running, if you're training for running, like you just kind of make friends via Instagram. Like, hey, I trained today, and you know, you kind of like, oh, I trained too, and then you kind of help support each other. So it's such a wonderful, encouraging community, and I I highly recommend it to anybody who's thinking about it. <laughs> I, I really do. It, it's so it's so rewarding and just everybody around you is so encouraging. It's it's really, really something else. Yes, I completely agree. And you were mentioned to me before we started that you just ran a 10K yesterday. Was yes. it a 10K? Yes. Um, yeah. So I, I live in Atlanta and we have uh, the Atlanta Peachtree Road Race is normally the largest 10K in the world. Um, in pre-pandemic times, it was about a 60 to 65,000 person race every <gasps> 4th of July. Wow. Oh my goodness. There is some stories connected to that that are actually connected to the story that I have to tell you today. We'll see if we have time for that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so many stories just running through my brain right now. <laughs> so you've done races outside of Disney. I have yet to do that. I've only done my one run Disney race in person at the parks. How does the run Disney races compare to an outside of the Disney race? Uh, they are amazing. Um, they're very <laughs> different. Uh, so there's a certain degree of, obviously, I mean, you don't get the same kind of entertainment at other races right. that you do at Run Disney races. There are no characters sitting along the side for, <laughs> for photos. But what? The there isn't? <laughs> Mickey Mouse isn't just on the side ready to go. I'm just kidding. Um, and certainly not for like 5Ks and 10Ks and half marathons. Um, the biggest marathons in the world, I would actually say, are better than the Disney marathon, but they're essentially the only races that are, oh, um, if that makes okay. sense. So like... Elaborate more. I'm curious. Uh, so the first marathon I did right before I did Disney, uh, which was really a one-two punch of setting my setting my starting position really high. Uh, I did the New York City Marathon, and it is the largest oh. marathon in the world. It is. It was. Uh, I think fifty-five thousand people, and you run through all all the boroughs of New York City as you're running. I happened to get perfect weather that day, and it's just the whole city shows up to cheer, and so it's just this deafening roar of people cheering for the entire time you're running through New York, wow. and it's amazing. That and uh, Chicago is a similar thing. Those are really the only marathons I've done that compare to the races at Disney. Uh, and then the Peachtree, which I just mentioned, the race that I ran yesterday at home in Atlanta. Um, mm -hmm. Those are the only kinds of things with the same kind of atmosphere where they have the same sort of, you know, people will come from radio station, like radio station DJs will be playing music at different intersections, bands at different intersections, uh, kind of similar to the high school bands that we have at the Disney races, yes. um, which that's always a really fun time. Again, if you haven't done a run Disney race, I love when I see the high school bands out there mm -hmm. doing their doing their thing. I always try to enter entertain them back as I'm running by, like I'll, yeah. I'll break up my run and just dance with them for a bit as I'm going by and 
Because uh, these poor kids aren't used to waking up at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like they're out to entertain us. The least I can do is show them that I appreciate it, you know? Yes. <laughs> I had story, when I did my Run Disney Princess one for the first time and I ran past a high school band, they were playing Marvel music and if the Avengers theme song, I'm like, oh, if this isn't the perfect song to like <laughs> run past, I felt all heroic. I know it was Princess, but I was still like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it was so fun. They're so great. So now I'll get into some fun questions but the first question i ask everybody is why do you love disney uh so i think the origin of that really goes back to watching movies with my mom back when i was little um, i think about she was uh here in atlanta or i say here i'm not in atlanta right now but <laughs> at home in atlanta um so she was getting her phd at georgia state university and uh they had the little on-campus university theater which in hindsight, I mean, my, my university theater was bigger than that <laughs> when I went to school, but it seemed like a big deal to me at the time. I was little and she would take me over there whenever they were showing a, you know, a Disney movie. And I'm, I'm old enough that like my childhood was, was sort of the, the early stages of home VHS really being a consistent thing, being able to bring the Disney movies home. So there were a lot of movies you just didn't have in your home library. And so it was really a treat uh, to be able to do that. Uh, and my first movie in the theater was uh, Little Mermaid. I was three when that Aww. came out. Uh, and, uh, and my parents, it, it was funny cause they tell the story about, I, and this is hilarious. I'm terrible at lyrics. It's like an ongoing joke. Cause my best friend yeah. is amazing. She can remember every song that she's ever heard and sings like an angel. And I can't remember lyrics to save my life. Uh, but I love music. I love, love music. Um, the, I basically the only song I have memorized is a whole new world. I don't know why. Um, but, so precious. but, um, but as a kid, they were, they were telling me that like, Michael, you loved that movie so much and you loved the song under the sea because of course you're a three-year-old child. Uh, and so you would sing it, but the only lyrics you could remember were under the sea. So you would just go under the sea, basically all summer long, <laughs> just Aww. over and over and over again. Um, so uh, that's basically the genesis of my love for Disney. And I, I had a reputation amongst coworkers even before I started, just a little bit before I started doing this marathon thing and then run Disney and started to go to the parks as an adult. Um, I would have invite coworkers over for Disney movie nights. I would basically like run a poll. It's like, okay, we have to figure out you know, I people would joke before when Disney Plus got announced, they're like, well, what do you need that for? You already basically have it at home. You have the whole library. Yes. And, uh, and so I would just like, hey, here are all the movies that I have. But let's pick two. And uh, and we'd do that. And uh, yeah, so just always really loved it. But somehow never really made it to the Disney parks until 2016 when I went for that marathon. And um, which parks have you been to? Disney World as well as Disneyland Paris. Oh which, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I had a story that you told me to hold off for when we were actually recording <laughs> yes, uh, about yes. 2018 and we'll get to that. But that was when I got to go to Disneyland Paris and it's connected to run Disney stuff. Fantastic. I can't wait to dive into that. It's really funny that you say Disney World and Disneyland Paris because I've seemed to notice the more people I interview, I ask oh, which parks have you gone to? And if they're a Disney World local, the next park they would go to is Disneyland Paris if they have gone to an international park. And then when I ask people from California, their next park isn't Disney World, it's Tokyo Disney. Oh, that makes sense to me, I think. It's very funny how that all kind of works out. And it's like, wouldn't you want to hit up the two U.S. parks first? But I feel like <laughs> in people's minds, they and tell me if you agree or disagree, but they see them as so similar or just, oh, I've already done Disneyland. I don't need to go to Disney World or vice versa kind of thing. Yeah, I think I guess the international parks just seem more exotic and more different. Um, oh, thousand percent. I mean, I assumed <laughs> I had assumed Disneyland would be my second just because 
the ease of travel, but uh, my plans got, there was a wrench thrown into my plans and it just turned out that Paris was the next one I made it to. And I still haven't been to Disneyland and California. One day, hopefully not that long from now, I will get to go. And are you a Marvel fan? Uh, I am. I'm a really a fan of everything. Um, but uh, awesome. yes, I definitely am, a, especially an MCU fan. So secret that I, it's just between me, you, and all the listeners and every friend that I don't keep this a secret from. Uh, <laughs> I, as far as, so I'm, you know, a big nerd and I'm into, I was into comic books growing up and stuff. And I was actually always into DC more. And even if you look at <gasps> cartoons and stuff, I'm more into DC, but I have just loved what Marvel did with the MCU. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't think the DC movies compare even remotely. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm all in on the MCU. I'm up to date on all the TV shows. I can't wait for the next episode of Loki. <laughs> so yes. yeah, I'm all oh. there on all of it. At the time of this recording, it is the day after 4th of July. Did you put out your apple pie for Captain America <laughs> the night before last? <laughs> uh, I didn't have time. I was prepared to run the race in, uh, in Captain America's oh, honor. Yes. <laughs> I saw the uh, meme of that. I'm like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, which, uh, to that ex- perspective, um, I did run this outfit, and this is going to tie into our, our some of the story. But I did run this Fourth of July 10k in a uh, red, white, and blue suit. So it had like stars on the jacket and uh, and just like red dress pants and a dress shirt and a tie because that's a thing I do. So your costumes, not only are you, you have to train to run a race, to run a 5K, 10K, half and full. You do that and you do that well and you do it often, but then running in a costume is a whole nother level and your commitment to costumes, again, <laughs> which we'll get into more, is just incredible. What has been the hardest costume to run in and then your favorite costume to run in? Some background just, for your listeners to get caught up a little bit. Um, Uh This is a thing that I I do. I've done uh, just shy of 50 Run Disney races. I think I'm at like 46 or 47. I have a count here somewhere that I should have had up already. But I I think that whatever next Run Disney weekend I do, I will break 50 Run Disney races. And I have done a separate distinct costume for every single one. I, I, I don't repeat costumes. And then I've also done costumes at other races. The one that I think has really stuck with me as my favorite is in Wine and Dine for, I believe, 2018. I ran the half marathon as Walt Disney in a full, like a gray suit with a dress shirt and a tie. And I even had, um, are you familiar with his, uh, the little tie pin or embroideries that he had on his, on his ties? I think a lot of people don't notice that, but it's on the statue. Oh, I need to go back and look at that. I'm looking at your picture now. (laughs) The name is escaping me, but he had his sort of his ranch home was at um, a smoke tree ranch. And he had a little like symbol that he would always have on a tie pin or an embroidery on all of his ties that was an S and a T and an R overlaid on each other. It almost looks like a Japanese kanji character. And so I even had that as like a little detail. And I was also carrying a Mickey that was about proportionally the size of the partner statue, Mickey, um, to, to Walt. And so that was, um, I really, really loved that outfit. I even like grew out my beard and had that the first two days so that I could <laughs> shave it down to the mustache for the costume <laughs> on race day. That uh, is commitment for sure. That is one that I think is my favorite and the probably the second hardest costume, but the hardest in terms of combination of weather and distance and everything. Like I, I did actually nearly faint after that one because I just... Uh, it was hot and humid and also rained, but it was like, what, hot rain? <laughs> so I was oh, running no. in this just drenched suit, but it was warm enough and humid enough that like the sweat and the just liquid on me was not doing anything <laughs> to cool me down. 
So I just kept sweating and sweating and sweating and sweating and could not hydrate fast enough and felt a little woozy. And I think at one point, one of my friends saw me, people who don't know, at the end of Run Disney races, there's the, the characters are there for character photos afterwards. And there's these lines to go up to them. And so while I was waiting and putting my stuff down to go get a photo with Goofy, I remember this vividly, I went over to him, I, I had put myself down, you know, you sort of, if your hands are full of things, you sort of lean down to put stuff down on a table. Mm-hmm. And then I just like didn't stand up. And my friends looked at me, they're like, Michael, are you okay? I was like, I don't think I am. Oh, no. (laughs) And so they called somebody over with like a little, with a wheelchair and they wheeled me over to the medical tent and they like took tests. You're like, wait, I want my picture with Goofy first. (laughs) Exactly. That's all I was thinking about. But I'm like, okay, well, I'll listen to the medical people. And and they took my blood sugar and they're like, wow, your blood sugar is really low right now. Uh, We need to like feed you things. And then they took my, like my temperature and my body temperature had started to plummet since I stopped running. And they're like, "Um, we need to like, can we? take your clothes off and put like dry you off and i was like do whatever you think you need to do uh and so so <laughs> that took as about i can get my picture minutes. with goofy afterwards <laughs> and not have to wait in that line again <laughs> exactly and so they it took about 15 minutes and just like 15 minutes of in in the med people's care and i'm always so grateful for everybody who's out there and uh and i was fine after that and i did a full park day you know as i always do uh but it just yeah. took some immediate care and i and i was fine so that's definitely the hardest like in totality but the hardest i've ever done period was the 5k the following year i dress as blue and i did a full fursuit I am let's say not shaped like blue and so I got like a costume like a a belly fat costume thing to put under it (laughs) and uh that was for the 5k thank goodness uh because that was so so bad because that was a, a cool morning like you know we're talking in the 50s it was otherwise fantastic race weather. And I had to stop twice to like unzip the costume to cool off because the heat was just roiling off of me. Um, so <laughs> that is um, wild. Yeah. Those harder costumes that you, those are for the 5k for sure. And then, well, the- you say that, but like, again, I did the suit and I've done a full ballroom dress. Uh, I've done full <laughs> dresses several times. So I did the last half marathon. So you said you did the, um, princess, the princess 2020, right? Right. The half marathon. Cause the 5k and the 10k were sold out. I'm like, well, I guess I got to do this. And I'm, I'm really glad that I did the half for sure. And so that half, if I recall correctly, that was the last run Disney race before everything happened, right? Oh yeah. They didn't even get to, what was the next one? Star Wars. They didn't even get to that one yet. Yeah. So, so that specific uh, race that you did, I did that as Cinderella in a full ballroom dress and I sewed in a, um, a hoop skirt and I sewed mice to my to my side, so I had uh, uh, I'm, I can't think of their names right now. Um, Gus Gus and uh, Jacques, and Jacques or Jack. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had the two of them stuck to my sides, uh, and I had uh, a glass slipper in one hand. Uh, <laughs> well, your so, running shoes on your feet, though. <laughs> yes, I did have running shoes, but they matched. They were blue. Oh, uh, cute. I wore blue running shoes, too, and I dressed as Cinderella as well that race, but you were probably already <laughs> done before I started. <laughs> uh, but, but I did do that, and that was my first time doing a full ballroom dress but not the first dress for a princess race. So so I'm willing to go all out for races, basically no matter the distance. It's just a lot of fun to see other people entertained and the laughter and enjoy. And like, I can't stop myself from smiling when I'm doing that. So it's just fun all around. Yes. I'm like looking at all of your pictures and you just look amazing. And (laughs) I I definitely appreciate the commitment to the costume. Back to my other questions that I have (laughs) planned. So not your favorite character, but what character do you most identify with that you're most similar to it's a mix of two um oh, so, okay. so, and, and 
it's really hard for me to decide between the two. And I, I it's funny because I said I don't know why I uh, a whole new world is like my favorite song or the mm-hmm. one song that I know the lyrics to. But I think it, so. Background: uh, My parents are immigrants from Egypt, and so I think just like Aladdin is just there's sort of that identification that's sort of baked in because you don't get yes. a lot of that kind of representation. Um, which, uh, funnily enough, literally right before this, I had to ask my parents to turn it down. We were just watching an interview with uh, Mina Masood, who is the, the <gasps> actor who played the live action yes. Aladdin. Um, yes. His parents are Egyptian immigrants. I, he is too, but he he immigrated at three years old and Canadian. Mm-hmm. But like he has the same. Um, fam- his family has the same Coptic Orthodox religious background as mine. He has the same upbringing in, in like an Egyptian immigrant family and stuff like that. And we were actually watching an, in, in, uh, an interview he did in Egypt. So, so it's just like some Whoa. of that identification I think is built into me, like you know, liking him, liking the character of Aladdin. Um, and so I think there's a little bit, I think that's also a reason why Aladdin was the second run Disney costume I ever did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I was like, look, I've sort of got the look down. <laughs> yes, you're like, I'm already uh, halfway there. <laughs> uh, and so I did that as just a natural fit. I also didn't know costumes were going to become this thing for me. I thought, okay, I'm going to do this one time, one weekend, I'll do Mickey Mouse and Aladdin, and that'll be that. Oh. Uh, and then oh, no, no, the no, costuming no. stuck. And now I have a list of, <laughs> I think my, my list of costumes that I'm thinking about as more ideas get added is like 150 strong now (laughs) so uh so i have my pick and i'm always thinking of more ideas but but the other character is rapunzel oh rapunzel i was gonna say back to aladdin i feel like aladdin's peasant outfit it would be very fun to run into in like a very cool compared to your other costumes for a guy (laughs) yeah it was pretty and that was exactly it It was like it'll be cool i was still making accommodations for making things comfortable to run in i don't really do that as much anymore (laughs) but (laughs) But I also, that was the first time I pinned, like I had a prop with me and I pinned, and it was only my second costume, uh, second run Disney costume, and I pinned uh, Abu to my shoulder. And I learned that weekend that I had to think about what would happen because it was only, this was for the half marathon, the wine and dine, it was the, the inaugural two course challenge. Uh, mm-hmm. And I did Mickey Mouse for the 10K and then Aladdin for the half. And I started running and it was about a hundred feet into this 13.1 mile race that I realized, oh, Every other step, Abu is going to smack me in the face. <laughs> and he continued to. So at the end, I had just this really soggy monkey on my shoulder who, <laughs> who continued to hit me in the face basically every other step. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, it's, it's if any sidekick character were to do it, it would be Abu out of all of them. So <laughs> For sure. Um, and it's real fun because some of the photos I have, it's just it, it looks like Abu hanging on for dear life. <laughs> Okay, I definitely need to send me those two. I want to see them. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that for sure. And then your second character is? It's Rapunzel. And I hadn't, it hadn't really registered with me, but I have to save why she's my favorite because that's part of the story okay. for later. But after realizing that, I realized I identified with her character-wise. Now I know because I have listened to a previous ev- episode of your podcast where you talked about Harry Potter stuff. And yeah. I know you are a Potter fan. I am too, but I'm like a Ooh. big time Hufflepuff, like big, big, big <gasps> time Hufflepuff. You know uh, what? We love of- Hufflepuffs here. <laughs> We love them. And for me, like that's sort of, I don't know that Rapunzel would be a Hufflepuff, but like that's kind of the the vibe I get is just she just loves everybody and wants Mm -hmm. everybody to be happy. And like, yes, there's this adventure thing, but like she just like wants everybody to be happy and gets people to kind of where there's this built-in conflict, tries to kind of like gets them to break it down, right? And Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of, I identify with that part of her a lot, that like brightness and just, I just want everybody to get along and be happy. (laughs) So um, so that's sort of, I, I think character wise, I resonate with her a lot. That's such a good answer for Rapunzel. She's, she's a phenomenal princess and 
I can't wait to get to the story <laughs> later. Okay, so I usually ask this question, but I'm going to switch it up for Run Disney. But after Marathon Weekend, so you in the Dopey Challenge, what is the first part of your body to give out? Not to hurt, but to give out. Like, I'm. So, this is no longer working. <laughs> this is... Maybe I shouldn't say this, but nothing. Um, I'm you normally, can't see me, but my jaw is dropped. I'm like, I'm well, fine. Like I will do, I will do the park hard all four days and then I'm fine uh, the next day. And I think a big part of that is all the training and like, I don't run the dopey challenge races as hard as I can. I run them at fun, fun paces. And I think at this mm-hmm. point, like I kind of know what my body, I can get a sense whatever I'm doing, like, okay, this is something my body can maintain. Right. And okay. I sort of, and so for me, it's like, okay, the, I'm just really stretching my legs the rest of the day at the park. And so, you know, I'll have, uh, or at the end of the marathon day at, after Dopey Challenge, I'll have, you know, 65,000 steps and like, you know, <laughs> 40,000 are from the marathon. <laughs> and then, yes. uh, and then I still am, you know, doing like 25, 30. So maybe I'm taking it a little bit easier. Uh, but really, I think it's just because I get in the park later in the day than I would have if not for the marathon, right? Absolutely. Um, but I, I'm normally actually pretty fine after that. And I, a lot of the time, I drive myself home uh, sometimes without anybody else the next day, and I'm kind of fine. Maybe I take like an extra, you know, 30-minute <laughs> break on the drive home to stretch my legs a bit. But yeah, I, I think that's one of the biggest things with training is if you're consistent enough and you're not overly aggressive in your training and your training plan and you take your time to getting there – your body recovers pretty, pretty quick. But, uh, but that's the the thing is like, you know, I've done 26 marathons. And so like my body is, you, it, it knows, it knows what that's like at this point. It's used to it. Yeah. So kind of a follow up question to that, especially in your earlier days, because I know now you're kind of used to it, but what was your after race or specifically for Disney? What is your after race recovery before going into the parks? Like what is your go-to routine? So one of the biggest things I tell literally anyone is don't sit still for too long i think a lot of the soreness that sets in especially the next two days is from people sitting still for long stretches and i know how tempting that is because you're you're tired and you just you just want to sit um Mm -hmm. but but walking periodically like i i won't let myself sit for an hour straight um after a marathon like i'll get up and move around for at least five ten minutes every hour and that i think is probably a lot of the benefit there. Um, so I do that. I I will eat all the snacks in the snack box, especially the plastic <laughs> cheese that uh, Run Disney is famous for. Um, yes, everybody loves the plastic cheese. And I, I, the friends I was with and mine, I was like, why are you guys okay about the plastic cheese wasn't there either Marathon Weekend or Princess, one of the two. And they got really upset about yes, it. Yes, it was very deeply upsetting. <laughs> uh, so I actually went on a hunt when that happened and I bought some in bulk. Um, I bought too much in bulk because it ended up like I just had it for too long. Uh, But I brought like a sack of it to share with people for the next (laughs) run Disney race. And then they had brought it back because so many people were upset. (laughs) Like you were prepared. (laughs) I was prepared. (laughs) In case of emergency, break cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. My next question is, what is an unpopular opinion you have about run Disney? You know, so it's interesting. Um, I'm very positive about Run Disney. Uh, so uh-huh. is, I, I get that vibe. <laughs> I don't know if it's weird for me to say that. I tend to also be like when people get over very critical, I guess it depends on the context, but um, I'm going to say my unpopular opinion is Run Disney hasn't done anything wrong in the rollout coming into things coming back. Like okay. I, I know a lot of people are really upset with kind of the lack of communication 
and and so on because especially those of us who run we've gotten communication from other running organizations and so on mm-hmm. but like run disney it's not a nonprofit centered on running kind of a sub organization under disney and they're sort of subject to the whims of walt disney world uh, and so there's a lot that's just out of their control that they couldn't possibly have communicated to us sooner because they didn't know the details they needed. And it takes so much time to plan an event, like the kinds of things that they put in that for me, like all the information we would have loved to get from them is just honestly stuff that people there in good faith would love to share with us and just literally were not empowered to make those decisions yet. Right. You know? And then, you know, I remember early on in the pandemic, it was like, oh, it's only going to be two weeks. <laughs> and then look at how long it caused. Like, you know, no one truly knew. And so, yeah, that's a that's yeah. a good unpopular opinion. And and I think about it. Um, so other big races, you know, people would be like, oh, these big races are coming back. Surely run Disney can. It's like, you know, it's not just running, organizing the races. But what are you going to do if Run Disney says, okay, great, we're going to do this race, but Walt Disney World hasn't announced that there's going to be hotel capacity or park capacity or, you know, like Run Disney can't do that. They can't open up this thing and say like, okay, so we want you to sign up for these races and maybe come down and spend your time, you spend your money that you're committed to, to this race and turn out, oh, but we can't make a worthwhile Disney trip out of it because not all of us can get park passes and we can't right. get hotel state, you know, like there's all this stuff that they're, they know immediately people are going to run into. And so they have to kind of wait until there's possibilities like that. They have the confidence that, Oh, Disney world is going to be back at the capacity. And we know that to the point where we can kind of start opening up this event. Yeah. There, there's a lot there. I completely <laughs> agree with that. You said it perfectly. All right. My last two questions are what is a Disney character that you would love to see on the race course, whether it fit the theme or not? You know, I think one of my only really f- failed costumes and I regret because I don't redo costumes. So it was like a mild success um, was Tron. And Ooh. I would, and it just makes me think, man, we never see any Tron characters on the course. So maybe after the ride opens, they'll, you know, the, the hype will be there and they'll yes. be like, okay, maybe we can make Tron characters a thing on Run Disney course, especially during the 5Ks and 10Ks when it's dark the whole time, you know, Ooh, or yes. for at least for a lot of us. <laughs> Those um, faster ones running <laughs> very early in the morning. I, I think for the 5K, basically for Marathon Weekend and Princess. I think basically everybody finishes in the dark for for the 5K at least. Mm-hmm. So, but that was fun. So I, I did for a marathon weekend one year, um, I did for the 5K, I did a Tron outfit and I was so happy because I put so much work into it and I had batteries and lights and I could change the lights on impulse and people like loved it and I had the disc to carry and it was great and it was just doing so well all morning and it broke like 15 minutes before we started the race. Uh, the lights just cut out and uh, I think just... There was a twist in a wire in my leg somewhere and become friends with people very quickly in the corral. Yeah. And there was this woman who was like, how much of a personal bubble do you have? And I said, I don't have one at all. And so she just like reaches her leg up or her arm up my leg to try and like <laughs> twist this, uh, uh, like from the bottom to try and twist this wire into place. And we're like, everybody cheers when my, my suit lit up again Uh, but then as soon as she let go it like it it stopped and so we were all bummed it it still worked like the costume still worked because over it I had I'm very careful about these things so I had like a a light diffuse like a reflective light diffuser over where the lights were and so that still worked for in the camera shots because kind of the flash was bouncing off of the the thing I was planning to have the color different in each like at each photographer so have like shots with blue red purple green that kind of thing and I couldn't do that um so, but I refused to redo costumes. So, plus that costume was very uncomfortable, oh. and my legs were bruised after it because it was just like 
the wires and stuff yes. were not great. <laughs> I was going to say because things like electrical parade or um, at Disneyland they have paint the night, and their their costumes are very heavy because of, of all the lights. So I can imagine that would be an uncomfortable costume, especially the fact that they weren't working. You at least didn't get the satisfaction of them at least working. Exactly. And, you know being painful they weren't worth the trouble but okay my very last question is if you could run backstage at any of the parks through your run disney race where would you want to go behind oh my goodness you would think i would have thought about this um i've never thought about this before that's so yay wow uh I feel like, and I really don't know, because you hear so much, and I don't know how much of this stuff is myth. And the, like, which which parks have big, like, underground areas? Magic Kingdom does, because I've been under there myself, because I was a cast member years ago. And I think Animal Kingdom has a few, but not as extensively as Magic Kingdom. Then I think that would be awesome. Just going through, somehow, if you could miraculously make it so I could run through one of the underground areas of Magic <gasps> Kingdom... That would be amazing. Okay, so one of my favorite moments from a previous marathon is this race where there was about a mile and a half of tunnel, and you just you would run in, and right before it, there was they had a flashlight that you would pick up, and right afterwards you would drop off the flashlight, and so it was about a mile and a half of just a tunnel, and hearing the clop 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 of your feet and other runners' feet, and maybe comments if you made comments to each other <laughs> about how creepy and scary it was, um, uh, and people shouting at each other like, "Hey, be careful! There's a little divot in the in the <laughs> ground over here," and uh, and it would of course echo louder than everybody expected it to echo. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh! And that's just a lot of fun. So I think the idea of having that kind of in the middle of a Disney race with like the contrast of maybe a character right before and a character right after would be amazing. Ooh, maybe like a villain too. Oh, that would be so good. Ooh, them chasing you. <laughs> Run faster. You can have villains right before as you're going into the darkness and then <gasps> heroes celebrating you coming out on the other side. Ooh, I like that. Okay, Disney, listen up, listen up. We got <laughs> We've got ideas. Great, we got great ideas over here. Michael, thank you so much for answering all those questions and giving us your background of Run Disney. And now I'll let you go ahead and share your magic. Okay, so um, a little bit of background. I had mentioned the very first Disney race was Marathon Weekend. I did the marathon and I didn't know Run Disney was a, you know, a, a thing. It was just, oh, there's a marathon in Disney. I'll go do it. And while there, um, back then I was in oh, very back corral because I didn't have a time to submit. So I started all the way in the back and I kind of moved my way forward. And as I did, I was like, wow, there are people in like themed outfits. This is cool. That seems like a thing I would like to do. I can't believe I didn't do that. I didn't know this was a thing. (laughs) And so I just got it in my head. Well, I'm clearly going to have to do another race down here uh, and immediately started researching and stuff. And that's where the idea of starting to do costumes was a thing. And uh, I still, every trip I was coming down on my own, uh, and I was like making acquaintances, but as the Princess 2018 weekend was coming up, uh, it was going to be the first Princess race uh, races that I did, and I talked some of my good friends from home to do it with me. It was a group of six of us, and only only one of them, she's my best friend, she's the only one who had done a Ridden Disney race before. Uh, and I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome, I'm going to have some close friends with me, we're just going to enjoy this amazing weekend with each other, and I'm going to do princess costumes, which I hadn't done before. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to match to the medals. And I was getting excited for that. And then I find myself in the hospital overnight earlier in the week. 
Uh, and it was just this fluke thing. I still have no idea what it was, but I was having some really, really bad allergic reaction to something and we never figured out what. And I was just in the hospital overnight. And of course, like once you're out of that, I was out of sorts all week because I didn't sleep all night. And so I'm like really uncomfortable with like, what can my body even do? Uh, and I have this thing and I'm like sort of playing host to a bunch of friends who don't do Disney all the time. And so Friday morning, race morning comes out. I had arrived on Thursday, done the race expo. Uh, and I was going to be dressing as Rapunzel for the 5k because she was the princess on the medal. And I was excited. And some friends before I go, um, the it was six of us, like I said, across two hotel rooms. And uh, we were split uh, three and three. And the two are friends are a married couple they um they were the ones sharing the room with me and they get in basically right as i'm dressing to leave so because i dress <laughs> up at like i get up at about 1 30 <laughs> to start putting on my costumes for oh these races oh my goodness and did your friends know that you were dressing up as rapunzel for this uh yeah they did they they were okay. some of the only ones who knew exactly what i was gonna do for each, <laughs> each race but they didn't know what the costumes looked like when they came in were they surprised of what you were wearing <laughs> uh, a little bit so um the so one of them I, I had her i was like hey well since you're here can you like zip me up <laughs> <laughs> so she's like she's like sure michael i will and so she did that and helped like make sure that that my wig was on right because of course i had a wig uh and um, i had a long rapunzel wig and i had uh, pascal on my shoulder and then i set out and i uh, immediately started just I, I was the only one in our group of friends going to do the 5k and so i go out and i start bonding with other runners waiting for the run disney bus and i'm having a fun time talking to everybody but I'm also a little bit nervous. Again, I was like in the hospital earlier that week. My body hadn't really fully recovered from like sleep deprivation and stuff. And it was hot and humid because it's Orlando and it happens sometimes. And I was like, okay, well, I'm always here just to have fun. But at least like when I do go and run, I'm just going to start at like target half marathon pace just to kind of see what I can do before I'm confronted with an actual half marathon. So I can adjust how much I can slow down, you know, I need to slow down on Sunday. But I go in and I'm just really connecting with people and bonding with people. And so I eventually get to the race corral and I'm hanging out with people and I'm standing near the front of A. Uh, and before that, a lot of people who don't know Run Disney races, this and people who've only done Run Disney races like you don't know that this is not characteristic. Like, a lot of big races will have MCs who host, but they will not necessarily do all this. They don't have big screens where they're entertaining people mm -hmm. and interacting with the crowd. And the Run Disney announcers are amazing and they will come down and they will like interview runners beforehand because we're standing there for hours, you know? Yeah. And um, so uh, Carissa Galloway, although I don't think she was a Galloway yet. I don't think she had gotten married yet, but uh, Carissa Galloway was on stage and John Pelkey, one of the other announcement uh, announcers, he was doing entertainment at the front. And so... John sees me in my outfit and makes eye contact with me standing at the front of Corral A. And he's like, hey, are, would you be, a, be comfortable talking on camera? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, of course. Sure. Uh, thanks. And he's like, okay, I need you to hide behind me for a second. And so Carissa just goes from stage. She's like, all right, so um, John is out there. He's been looking for a princess or two to talk to. Uh, who did you find, John? And John goes, well, I walked around for a while trying to find the prettiest princess of all. And then he kind of steps to the side and reveals me. He says, Michael, so why didn't you dress up today? <laughs> As I'm sitting there in a, in a Rapunzel dress uh, with a wig and Pascal. Uh, and so we start laughing and we start joking. The crowd probably and, loved it. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a lot of fun. And, and I was like, you know... I really just clearly I care about speed and that's what I dressed for today. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but then we, we talked more about that and, uh, and really just the fun of kind of, you know, more seriously talking about how like, look, 
I do take my running seriously, but we're in Disney and we're here to have fun and people here are encouraging. And I really want everybody like, you know, you've done the training, whatever training you have done or haven't done, forget about it. Enjoy today. Right. And that's kind mm-hmm. of the tone that I always take with people at races. So yeah, then soon after the race started and I thought that was that. Um, and like I said, I kind of started conservatively. I started at my half marathon pace and the next thing I know, like about half mile in, there's this dad and two kids and me, and then the kids and the dad is like, guys, there's no way we can keep running at this pace. And the kids just kind of die. And I look oh. around and I'm like, where is everyone? Like, why am I by myself? And so by like 0.6, 0.7 miles into this 5k, there are no runners around me. And I'm just <gasps> running by myself, completely confused. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm like, wait a minute, is that a, a cyclist in front of me? <laughs> So, you know, so before long, like I said, there was this bike pacer who Mm -hmm. makes sure the leader goes the right way. And I didn't really know that was a thing because I had never led a race before. Right. (laughs) And uh, he and I start chatting. And at one point, like once it gets light, he's like, oh, okay, you're a guy. I actually couldn't tell and didn't want to say anything until (laughs) we got into the light. And so he's like, I love the outfit. And I'm like, thanks. But I'm just, again, like I'm trying to take care of my body because I've had mm-hmm. a rough week. And uh, and I'm just like, well, I guess I'm going to have fun. And I keep looking over my shoulder and not seeing other runners. And then you start getting to the cast members at the water stations and the characters. And I'm giving people high fives and making jokes with people. And and they're the first person they're seeing in this race. Like they're probably excited to start seeing runners. And then they see you just <laughs> exactly. in full Rapunzel costume. Like that is amazing. Exactly. And so, and that's one of the reasons I do costume period. But to be the person at the front doing that is it was a surreal experience. And um, so I remember this one comment sticks out to me. This guy goes like, Rapunzel, you got to shave your legs. I'm like, hey, women can do what they want with their legs and just keep, <laughs> and just keep running. Uh, and, it, you know, and it's this whole whole thing. And, and uh, near the end, so I, I'm just, again, still processing the fact that I'm by myself and I keep slowing down because it's like, I don't need to win. Like, I mean, it'll be cool if that happens, but I don't expect it to. And, uh, right. and I'm just having fun and soaking in this experience. And I see normally when you do a race, the character isn't on the course for whatever reason, like either they're there at the start or they're like afterwards, but it's not often you see that character on the course itself. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Rapunzel was the race exactly. or the princess for that race. Yeah. So I was just keeping my eyes peeled, and then I see Rapunzel and Flynn up on the stage that used to be there. I, I don't think it's there anymore, but the stage up there in Epcot, like kind of in the center. Yes. In Future World. And so they were up there, and they were mic'd up to talk to the runners as they pass, and I was the first one. I was oh. like, oh, hey, we've got a runner. And Rapunzel just uh, – and they're up on a stage. I would have gotten a picture, but since they were up on a stage, I it, it wasn't really – like they didn't have a photo – past photographer set up for that right um, and so Rapunzel just screams oh look you're dressed as me and Flynn oh. goes uh, he is dressed as you his hair is as long as yours too <laughs> which r- remind me I have a comment about the hair in a second yes, <laughs> um, yes. but uh and Rapunzel goes oh and you have Pascal with you because I had Pascal just riding on my shoulder as my buddy right, um, right. not hitting you in the face like a boo <laughs> not I had learned my lesson Pascal was pinned down in about seven different places <laughs> to minimize the he's bouncing. a little guy but he needs to be secure <laughs> and and, and the the dress was more secure than the than the vest for for Aladdin as well. Oh, nice. Uh, so uh, so yeah, I, I I like wave at them enthusiastically and and so on, and then run past them. And 
pretty much after that was the the finish line area like that is in the final stretch and I'm getting ready to turn this corner and I look over my shoulder and I still don't see or hear any other runners I'm like oh by myself and so I'm sitting there and I'm holding the end of the wig in one arm because pretty early in the run I realized oh if I don't hold this wig it's gonna get tangled and yes that's a pun uh, in my legs (laughs) and uh, and so I'm holding the end of this wig and I'm looking around and in some of my race photos you can see this kind of look as like is this really happening am I gonna win a race (laughs) like what Uh, while dressed as a princess (laughs) and and so I can hear John Pelkey he's the same one who interviewed me at the start and I can hear him over the loudspeaker at the finish line you know and he's like oh I just got word that our leader is right around the corner uh oh here they come oh amazing they're in costume no way is that Michael (laughs) he remembered you (laughs) and it was hilarious because at the so the 5k is not chip time so when you run a race uh for time they have a chip that's plugged in that's stuck to your race number mm-hmm. uh, and that's how they record your time and at the run disney races for the 10k and longer races uh, they have a timing map before the finish line so your name flashes on the screen in front of them so that they have the opportunity to say like oh and so and so from this city so michael gabriel from atlanta georgia is mm-hmm. you know about to cross the finish line but they don't have that for the 5k so the only reason he knew my name is because he happened to interview me before the race. Oh, that was too perfect. <laughs> Which is just so funny. Um, so so this moment comes up and I and he goes like, oh, no way is this Michael. And, I, and I'm like, what am I going to do at this finish line? Uh-huh. I have never like, I don't know what to do. I'm about to break this tape and this just like surreal thing. And it's like, they're going to blow the graffiti cannons for him or the <laughs> graffiti, not the graffiti, uh, the confetti cannons. I don't know why I said graffiti. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. You're good. I'm so excited <laughs> that I can't even think of the right words now, but uh, then he's going to throw it. So, so I'm I kind of freaking out and I see the fairy godmother sitting there and it's like, oh goodness, what do I do? What do I do? And I see it dawning on everybody that I'm crossing the finish line in this outfit. And I'm like, well, uh, and so I curtsied as I, as I broke the tape <laughs> and I just have this smile on my face and you can see the, like the fireworks and the confetti cannons going off behind me which I actually didn't realize happened people were like oh how, what it was like for the confetti I was like I don't think they did it and then it was in the photos afterwards that I saw oh, them behind me you didn't even <laughs> realize and honestly the pictures you sent me please we'll post it on our social media and on our website but the when there's this one photo and it's very focused on you and it's the background is kind of blurry it almost the confetti almost looks like lanterns off in a distance which is <laughs> which is so amazing. perfect for Rapunzel like that's definitely going to be the the photo for the website for sure <laughs> I'm definitely going to use yeah so so that was it was just that was a surreal experience because like the combination of things like the kind of like physical shape I was in beforehand the like I'm just gonna go out here and have fun and goof off and that's what I always do I go off and I have fun and I get character photos and and you know and uh and then they interviewing me before the race and being able to just entertain people like that and then just this fluke thing because I again it was not a fast 5k time for me uh, I personally know there were many, many people that day who could have run faster than me, but like most of us don't run the 5Ks that hard. It's not officially recorded for time. There's no prize for it. There's no real like, you know, it's not a big thing. And so just nobody who could run a 5K faster than me, none of us ran it fast that day. Yeah. And I just so happened that kind of this fluke, this confluence of events turned out that way. And it was just this, I was having trouble processing it and was just waiting for the bus to to like take me back to the resort and I'm you know my friends got to sleep after I left so they had not gotten much sleep and so I quietly returned to the hotel room and quietly cracked the door open to, to like change and take a shower mm-hmm. and as I'm trying to do that the friends who came in they like stir and like hey Michael how'd it go 
And I paused for a second. I was like, well, uh, I kind of won. And there's just the silence in the room for a second. And they're like, <laughs> and then just the screen, like, what? Like the whole thing? How did you not just slam the door down to tell us? I was like, I don't. I don't know. I don't think I've processed it yet. <laughs> we just start laughing and stuff. And so the whole day was like that. And, um, you know, speaking of Harry Potter stuff. So there's this yes. virtual running club called uh, Potterhead Running Club. And mm. I was like passively a member of that. It's this huge online community. They do lots of virtual races, raise tons of money for charity every year, all the time. Mm. And I was passively a member. And she, the friend, she's the same one who zipped me up. And she's the same one who screamed in the room. She's like, Michael, you have to post this in there. And it blew up in there. So I've made a lot of friends through there, like uh, just through and like real friends who I count as real, like, you know, in-person friends now, uh, mm -hmm. just from that, along with a lot of people who have found me since just through Run Disney and Instagram community, just because like the photos from that and the story from that blew up. So that was quite a moment. Uh, and and then the next morning, because I matched to the medals, uh, Merida was the next day. So I had a giant red haired wig and a quiver and uh, a bow in one hand and a you know green dress and before the 10k they were doing the same interview stuff and riley claremont another one of the announcers before the 10k he he was doing the same interview stuff and he sees me dressed as merida and he's like hey would you be cool with talking to, to me on camera i was like yeah but i didn't want to like hog it so i was like yeah but you should know you guys did interview me yesterday in case you want to go with somebody else like oh you're the guy who won yesterday we've been talking about you all day i don't think we've ever had a time where we interviewed someone at random and then they won the race like i don't i think that's the first time that's ever happened so on camera we proceeded about my secret strategies like are those dresses the secret strategy i was like no no nothing like that i please don't expect this of me again today but if you really want to and again, I had been making friends with other people in the corral and some people had uh, seen on Instagram that I won the previous day who were standing there with me at the 5K. Oh. And so we were like following up. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you won. How was that? And so we were like sort of making connections and some of those people I still know today and still talk to and make sure to see them when they do run Disney races and sometimes races at other places. But there's this one person I was talking to and she was in a bear costume. <laughs> and oh. so I like, it just crossed my mind. I was like, well, Riley, my real strategy is that I have a bear to run from. And I like did the kind of reveal that John had done the previous day and like stepped yes. to the side and, and showed off this person in a, in, a, uh, in a bear costume. So that was a fun, fun little moment. Um, what? And then there was even a more magic. Like, guys, this story is not over. <laughs> it just this... keeps going. It, <laughs> it keeps just going. keeps getting better. <laughs> so I finished the 10K dresses Merida. And afterwards, there's these race photos with princesses. And I, and I always try to get the pictures. And this is one of the privileges of finishing early is there's no lines for the photos right afterwards so i don't stand in the lines before the races to get the pictures because when i go up afterwards there's basically no line so i so i go up and i find rapunzel and i walked up to her dressed as Meredith. i was like hey i just want you to know that i dressed as you in your honor yesterday since it was your 5k and i won and she goes i saw you you had pascal with you and she was really excited oh. and got and so then the next day the half marathon was Snow White and I was dressed as Snow White for the half marathon. Uh, and another fun thing this weekend had just, you know, I've been like floating on this high of the weekend and on the very, very first step um, pro tip, everybody, when you're crossing the start line, don't step on the starting mat. If it's humid or wet or anything, because it was extra slick. <gasps> and my foot on the very first step, this is the first starting gun for wave a of the half marathon that day. My foot slip like I slip oh, no. on the thing and I go down hard and forward and I roll and I turn oh. back and I can see other runners trying to dodge around me because this is you know fast runner is going right. and this one guy and I make eye contact and he just like throws his arm down 
lock ar- locks arms with me, yanks me up. <laughs> and Aww. I think that the next mile is the fastest mile I've ever run at Run Disney because the <laughs> adrenaline pumping of nearly getting trampled just <laughs> had me going. Yes, um, it's like a full like Lion King moment, like run. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I actually, it's funny because I, I didn't realize I was bleeding until I finished the race. Um, so I ran this whole race as a bloody Snow White, like not extremely <laughs> bloody, but mildly bloody. My, my knee and elbow were, uh, were bleeding the whole time. Um, oh, and I finish and the race director, like the run Disney director, fought, like, uh, sees me at the end. He's like, Hey, it's you. Okay, good. You're okay. Like we'd been waiting to hear from any of the med tents the oh. entire race long to make sure you were okay. <laughs> That's so sweet. They cared about you and checked in with you. <laughs> uh, and I was trying to, was like, it's like, man, I won the 5k on Friday. Like I could have broken my leg and I'd be happy right now. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, that was you. No way. <laughs> so it was a fun little uh, thing. And so he's like, would you mind making a real stop by our med director? Because he's been concerned. I was like, Oh yeah, that's fine. So I went and stopped by him before I went to get my photos afterwards. Yes. Uh, and Clean up so your I, knee a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And so then I go, and I hunt down uh, the princesses again and I wanted to find Rapunzel and so after that half marathon uh, she jumps up before I get to say anything and she just (gasps) screams it's you you dressed as me on Friday and then Merida yesterday and today you're dressed as snow you're beautiful and we start we cracked a few jokes and we (laughs) laughed together and one of the photos I sent to you was just the two of us laughing with each other and I really love that because it was just this genuine like funny connection and that for three years was the story of the weekend, you know, and you could add on to the fact that like, yes, I have made really like countless friends, people who I really think are amazing people. And honestly, I think one of the best things is the number of people who've reached out to me for help and advice on things who I've been able to encourage to do their first race uh, of whatever distance, who've done more um, or first costumes mm-hmm. and so on. And so like that visibility for me, I think that's the most valuable thing is it's put me in a position to really like help other people do this thing that they're totally capable of doing and for whatever reason didn't think so. So that's been an amazing experience. And I've loved telling people all about it and just how personally for me, this human connection of Rapunzel, like connecting with me and remembering me mm-hmm. and engaging with me and like acknowledging me before I acknowledge her on that that last day was really something. Yeah, she sees so many people that day in the parks, in the race, and so she the fact that she remembered you is such a special thing. Yeah, and, and that's that's one of my big things is like, you know, there's one magical moment that's it's me crossing the finish line. But whatever, like, you know, people win races and there's a confluence of events, but like some of it goes to how the run Disney people, they make a point to entertain people and to include the runners in that entertainment, right? Like right. the, the interview wouldn't have happened if that wasn't a thing they already did. This, the engagement with, on the course with Rapunzel and Flynn, like that wouldn't have happened if Disney didn't make it a point to have characters on the point to engage with us and try and be their characters for us, right? Uh, and and what this, this person did as, uh, you know, as Rapunzel, like remembering me, that's kind of, that's the real magic there, right? It's the people yeah. doing this thing to engage you and make these make these things memorable for us, right? Um, whether or not it's going to stick with them. And I really, really love that a lot about the uh, about the trip. And I try to do that for other people as best I can. Uh, that's part of the costume thing is like trying to make, trying to give people things to remember about this fun event, right? Like if somebody's having a fun, so the princess weekends, especially, there's a section of the course where you're running into Magic Kingdom while, um, while people ahead of you are running out of Magic Kingdom, back towards Epcot, you know? Yes, and yes. And I am always at that stretch shouting to 
people on the other side who are going into Magic, Magic Kingdom. I'm always shouting things like, you're all beautiful. You're all doing great. Like, like these are fun Aww. races and I'm there to add that. And for me, I, I guess, presumably, like somebody dressed as a princess doing that at the same time is just like adding to that <laughs> kind of like, like, hopefully you will remember this point because I know that that might, that it, what is it? A two mile stretch or so? I believe just so. Like, yeah. It, it can be really disheartening, especially when people are that far ahead of you. Right. Uh, and you're right. seeing them on that. And so it's just like, look, if you can remember this stretch when you're just trying to get through this, this highway stretch and you're just like, oh, there's this princess who is a man shouting at me, <laughs> like, like shouting at me that I'm beautiful and that I can do it. Like nothing else. Hopefully you'll remember a laugh or two you get from that. Right. Yes. And um, that little laugh will give you a little extra motivation to keep going. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and that's kind of one of the things that I think running in general and especially run Disney can be. So, so that was the story of this weekend, which already was a big thing for three years, but the story keeps delivering. <laughs> it's not over yet. Well, wait, there's more. <laughs> exactly. So um, this year, during the pandemic, in January 2021, um, you know, a lot of us who are on Facebook were in a thousand Disney Facebook groups that random people add us to. <laughs> and um, and there was one where I just I happened to glance and I saw this post from a former cast member, a form, former uh, face character. Is that the term? Uh, yes, face character okay. or friends with, quote unquote. Friends with. We'll say friends <laughs> with. So, so she, she was one of them and she was in a – and she mentioned that she's in a private Facebook group with people who – have that designation, right? Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know, a lot of us, especially those of us who don't do that anymore and aren't going to go back, like we know how grateful a lot of people are for these pictures that you and your families get. And we would love, like, I'm in this group and I'm connected to a lot of people. And if any of you feel like sharing some of your favorite photos that you have, like we never get to see those photos. And I, if you are willing to share those with me, I would love to share that with people in those groups so that people might be able to see pictures of themselves that they've done in year past, right. making magic for other people, right? Aww. And I just thought that was really cool. And I was like, well, I know what my what I have to share. <laughs> and You're so- like, hmm, tough one. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, look, I can't just share the photos. So I'm going to DM you. And so I basically wrote out the story I just sent you. Uh, or, I, or I wrote out the story I just told you. And I included just like one or two pictures from the race, as well as pictures with Rapunzel. And I was like, you know, and I and I added to it, it's like, I really want her to know that like, yeah, the weekend was already a moment, but like she added a lot of personal magic to it. And I really appreciate it. And I always talk about her as part of this really magical, like once in a lifetime weekend for me. Aww. And I just want her to know that that is a thing that impacted me. And then, I, you know, and I added is like, and I don't want to like, I don't want to be weird or anything, but I just feel like, you know, I would love to just like buy a lunch or a drink or something for this person because this is just a thing that sticks with me and I'm just forever grateful for it. And she's like, okay, I have to share this story. And within about 10 minutes, she's like, well, we found her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and she had like responded with like crying emoji and stuff like that. And, um, and we're friends now. <laughs> and oh my so gosh. Yeah, we are friends and we actually got to meet. I happened to be going in, in back into town on Disney and we met on the three year anniversary of that weekend. So the day that we saw each other for lunch, uh, just to like, uh, you know, to say hi and share stories was uh, that was one day shy of the 5K three years prior. So oh my just, a, just a fun thing. Um, added little thing. She had a little keepsake from that race that uh this is a thing i don't think i included in the story for you um, right. I, I don't know what you're about to say yeah so she 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 had told me she had something for me and i was like what 
what? What do you mean you have something for me? <laughs> uh, it's like, you don't, you don't know me. And she's like, and so she's like, okay, I have to tell you the story. So I knew that I was Rapunzel. I mean, I'm Rapunzel and I was mm-hmm. going to be helping host that weekend. And I was really excited about it. And there was this small time Instagram artist that I follow who in honor of the race weekend, she had placed pieces of art around Disney World leading into like that weekend with clues as to where they were. And she said, hey, if anybody who follows me hunts these down and finds them, you it's yours to keep. And she's like, and I just, I really, in the moment, I was like, you know, I really want to grab a piece of this Rapunzel artwork. It's just a small little piece of art that she did. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed it. And then... Since then, I've just for three years felt like an imposter because I didn't run the race like all these other people did. Yeah. And I just I've wanted to give it to somebody. And I just <gasps> never really had the opportunity and never did. And then your story just popped up and I'm like, oh, my goodness, I know who I need to give this to. <laughs> uh, and so she kind of told me that story. And so now I have that piece of artwork just sitting there next to the race medal from the weekend. And uh, I've been meaning for ages to make a shadow box that contains just the shirt with like a couple of the race photos and yeah. uh, and stuff like that. And so now I know, I know I want to include that little piece of artwork in that as well. So there you go. Three years in the making, this story. Oh my goodness. I just got goosebumps from that last little bit. I'm almost glad you didn't tell me that before. Like the story just got, kept getting better and better. And that just, oh my goodness, that is pure magic right there. Like, you know, she just felt that she needed to keep it for however long and it just all worked out. Oh my goodness. That was so magical. (laughs) Is there anything else you'd like to share before we close out? Um, I I really just want to reiterate. So like I, I, you know, this magic, I have talked to so many people who've had maybe not quite the same, but like lots of their own personal run Disney moments and just Disney moments. And it's really just I have made so many friends, friends I go on trips with at Disney, outside of Disney. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going on an international marathoning trip as long as, you know, travel allowances happen uh, with a friend I made through Run Disney stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, uh, I've gone to Paris because of Run Disney races. And I, I think the real value is just going there, going to a Run Disney race, being ready to enjoy the magic that's there and bring a little bit of your own and try and include other people in it. It's so meaningful to me, and I'm so glad I've gotten to be included in that, and that it really is just other people, you know, other people are the magic, and Run Disney, I think the running community in general brings out the best of that, and Run Disney is just, it's that plus all the Disney magic. I mean, your whole podcast is about that, right? Uh, And so (laughs) the confluence of the two is just really something. Um, And I would absolutely also say, if anyone ever you know, I've talked about this. We've talked about my kind of my experience with running. I get in my head all the time about what I can and can't do. I know what the negative self-talk is like. Mm-hmm. I would love for anyone ever who is just not sure that they can do it. If you want someone who has experience, who you think like has, who you want, you know, will give you a realistic take on your ability, but also will be encouraging, please reach out to me. And I will like, I will, oh. I will tell you that you can do it. And I will give you realistic expectations in a way that maybe, you know, your friends and family who will rightfully tell you, you can do whatever you put your mind to, but you, you know, a part of you, even if you want to believe them, doesn't because right, maybe right. they don't know what it takes or whatever. Come talk to me. I do know what it takes and I can, Aww. and, and I'll help you get there because, you know, other people are encouraging of me and I just, I feel like that's what I'm here for. That is incredible. And where can people find you if they did want to reach out to you? Uh, the best place is uh, Instagram, uh, Run the Small World. 
Uh, I do also, and we talked about this beforehand, I, it's been on hiatus because of the pandemic, but I have a podcast that I'm hoping to get started again, and it's called the same thing, Run the Small World, um, and that's in most of the usual places. And hopefully I'll get that started up soon, um, especially now that there have been Run Disney announcements about Run Disney coming back. Uh, and, and that I normally talk to people about running and Disney and mostly about just encouragement. Sometimes it's very, very running heavy. And sometimes it's very run Disney or Disney heavy. It just kind of depends on what I'm in the mood for. And I definitely experiment with the format. So, uh, so we'll see. But that's where people can follow me and please reach out to me for sure. Michael, thank you so much for taking the time to come on again during your vacation. I truly appreciate it. And I can't wait to hopefully run to you, run into you at a Run Disney event. I would love that. We will have to make it a point the next time when we're at a Run Disney event together. Yes, yes, absolutely. enjoyed this episode with Michael. He had an amazing story and we want to thank him again so much for coming on. If you guys enjoyed the show, if you could do us a huge favor by going to Apple Podcasts to leave us a review, it truly helps this podcast out and new people discover us. Again, we have episodes every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so you never miss a single episode. And last but not least, we're always looking for more magical moments, so please go to justamagic.com to submit your story. I cannot wait to read all of them, but until next time, bye. Bye.